Hey, what's up, everybody? For your fix of fitness, health, life, and laughs, you know where it's at. That's right, it's at the podcast with your host, yours truly, Adam Pullman. Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is the show where all of your health, fitness, and nutrition questions uh, are answered. So if you're here for the first time, here's how this works. Listeners just like you send in questions on my Instagram story every single Sunday. I pull those questions and then uh, answer them here on the show. So if you have questions that you would like to have answered about your health, fitness, uh, and nutrition journey, please feel free to reach out. You can find me on Instagram Adam underscore Pullman fit is my username. That's where you can go uh, and then hit my story on Sundays and then type in as many questions as you want in that question box. It says, ask me uh, a question today. The questions we're going to be going over have to do with uh, pre-workout. So, you know, what pre-workouts do I recommend? What should you look for? What should you stay away from? And then we're also going to be going to be talking about what volume is and what progressive overloading is. Um, They're kind of one in the same. So we're going to talk about what exactly that means and how you can implement it into your training program to make sure that you are continually uh, progressing over time. If you enjoy the topics that we talk about here, you enjoy the answers or really any other episode that you listen to, feel free to uh, share it with your friends and family. Let them know that this is where they can go to get all of their health, fitness, and nutrition questions answered. And then if you want some free fitness guides, free articles to read uh, on muscle building, fat loss, mobility, food, nutrition, macros, whatever it is, you can get all of that for free at PullmanFitness.com slash free. That's P-O-E-H-L-M-A-N-N fitness.com slash free. All right. This week's, or I should say today, this week, what am I talking about? Today's first question is from Kiana Gutierrez. And the question is, uh, do you believe in pre-workout? If so, which one do you recommend? Uh, <clears throat> short answer, no. I don't believe in in pre-workout. Um, I'm trying to think of an analogy off the top of my head, but I can't think of one. It's just, it's not, it's nice to have and it, it definitely helps, but it's not needed. Um, and I also think that it's very easy to end up relying on it um, and to kind of use it as a crutch. And I just don't feel like long-term that's healthy or sustainable. So and what I mean by that is because pre-workouts are so powerful, there are so many ingredients in there that make you feel alive and amped um, that it's it's just super easy to feel like, well, I can't work out unless I have my pre-workout because I don't want to work out unless I feel this way. Uh, and I just don't feel like that's sustainable or healthy long-term. So I'm not the biggest fan of, of them, though. I do use just caffeine like in coffee uh, to get myself going uh, for workouts sometimes. But the reason that I usually am more of a a promoter for that over the pre-workouts is just because most of the pre-workouts that you see on the market today are full of extra stuff that's just completely unnecessary. Um, Really, when it comes down to the ingredients that are actually effective uh, in pre-workouts, it's it's caffeine, the main primary ingredient that you're going to feel. The beta alanine, that's going to give you that kind of tingly feeling. Um, and then L-citrulline or citrulline malate. Those are really the three ingredients that end up uh, really doing something noteworthy in your pre-workout. So the way I see it is if you want to use pre-workout, go for it. But why why spend you know, $30, $40, $50 on a bottle it's only going to last you a month or so when you can 
get those three ingredients alone and kind of make your own concoction if you really care that much about pre-workout. Um, that way you're avoiding the artificial sweeteners. You're avoiding the unwanted ingredients that are completely unnecessary, other artificial colorings and flavors. Um, and you're creating something that's a little bit more natural uh, and that's going to save you money as well. That's my personal outlook on it. As far as a, a from a fitness coach perspective and how I, I train my clients, I don't want any of them relying on pre-workout. I want them to create healthy lifestyle habits um, and, and I want them to work out on a regular basis because it's just what they do, not because they took some pre-workout. I, I just, I don't know. That's This is how I feel. Um, but I mean, I get the appeal of pre-workout. Like I said, I, I'm a big fan of using caffeine to improve performance. I love that. Um, I just don't see the need to take that much pre-workout because it's just dangerous, dangerous, uh, you know, because you could end up relying on it so much because it's that powerful and it can kind of be uh, kind of addicting, really. Um, as far as pre-workouts that I recommend, like I just mentioned, I think I would recommend coffee first out of anything uh, or some sort of tea, you know, something that's natural with caffeine. I know a lot of people like Bang Energy Drinks or Monsters. That's even worse than most of the pre-workouts that you can find on the market as far as other stuff and other shit that's thrown in there. Um, sometimes when I'm looking for a little bit something extra other than uh, the caffeine that I'm getting from coffee, uh, it, I'll take Guru Energy Drinks. I, this, I'm not sponsored by them or anything. Uh, I wish. <laughs> but <clears throat> I love their product. They have a normal one. They have a light uh, Guru, which is um, it has um, stevia and monk fruit extract in there. And I think the ingredients are like less than, it's like five ingredients. It's not that much. Uh, and I feel like that's a much better alternative for when I'm looking for something that's that's more than a, than a cup of coffee um, and less, I don't know, not as bad as your traditional pre-workouts or energy drinks. So I'll do that here and there. Um, but I mean, I invite you to, to, to get those supplements on their own and try to make your own concoction. Outside of that, if you were to get a traditional pre-workout, um, Legion, makes makes a pretty good pre-workout. Uh, I, 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 you might need to correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't checked in a while, but I'm pretty sure their ingredients, their ingredients are natural. There's no like sucralose or aspartame in there. Uh, they, they use stevia. Um, and, and the dosage is uh, the, the Mike Matthews, the guy that created the company that monitors the, the way that they create their supplements. The, do the dosage is actually like based on evidence on what's shown to be effective in performance. So the ratios are right where they want, they need to be. Um, whereas other pre-workouts, it's more of just a concoction of a bunch of shit that people think is beneficial. They just throw together and hope it, you know, you feel good. Cause that's one of the big things too, is like most pre-workouts are just designed to make you feel good. Cause there's not only a little bit of a performance effect, but there's a big placebo, you know, as well. Um, as far as that feeling goes. So a lot of pre-workouts are just like, okay, how can we get this person to really feel it versus it actually benefiting their performance, which, you know, for me, if I'm spending that money, I want it to improve my performance, not so much give me the tingles. So I don't know. That's that's where I'm at. That's what I would do if I were you. Try to just stay as natural as you can uh, and, and and don't rely on pre-workouts. Like for me, I have, you know, on my more intense training days, I have, uh, I have coffee, regular coffee in the morning. And then I work out mid-afternoon, sometimes early afternoon. So, you know, by then I'm not really feeling the caffeine anymore. Um... And then the other days I'll have decaf just so I can be, you know, desensitized or not desensitized, sensitized uh, to to the caffeine. And I can actually feel it when I want to use it. And then, you know, here and there when I feel like I need to pick me up before I go to the gym, 
if I'm feeling super out of it, I'll have, you know, one of those gurus or, or maybe a cold brew or something like that. But I, I try to just stick to the natural route. I want to, I don't know. I just want to create a habit out of exercising and not feel like I need something in order to exercise. So that's, that's my recommendation on uh, pre <clears throat> pre-workouts. So uh, next question, Let's see if I can find it. Uh, okay. So this one's from, oh my gosh. Oh, that's easy. Ellie in Alaska. I just, I saw it as like one word and I was like, how do you pronounce that? This is from Ellie in Alaska. And the question is, what do you mean when you say extra volume when referring to working out? So volume is your weights times your sets times your reps. And when there are increases in volume over time, that's what, is, that's what allows us to progress. Okay. So when you're increasing volume, weights times sets times reps, when you're increasing that number, whatever your weights times sets times reps is, that is what's going to allow you to progress. In other words, this is also, you know, this is progressive overload. And what this is, is just creating a demand for your body to adapt to. So it has to change and it has to grow and it has to develop in order to, you're just creating a demand by applying more load or more uh, resistance or more weight or more sets or more reps. So I repeated myself on the weight there. Um, but you're just, you're increasing that demand over time. Essentially what it is. You're just making things more challenging by increasing volume slash progressively overloading. Uh, so your volume is your weights times sets times reps. Now you can increase volume by increasing your weight, increasing your reps, increasing your sets. Now I tried to explain this in a TikTok video, but it was kind of difficult because you only have 60 seconds. Um, but usually, well, all the time, what I recommend before changing reps is, uh, increasing your, your volume by increasing your weight or increasing your sets. Um, and here's why. If, let's just say for the sake of this conversation, someone wants to increase their volume and all they do is increase their reps. They're eventually going to be, you know, let's say they start with 10 reps and they increase their volume over the course of months to get to 30 reps. They're eventually going to get to a point where they're sending a, a, a an endurance-based signal to their body more so than a strength-building signal. You know, if you're using your maximum weight for 30 reps versus your maximum weight for six reps, your maximum weight for six reps is going to be a much different signal and adaptation for your body than your max weight for 30 reps is because the weight's going to be different because you're, you're doing more reps. You're not going to be able to lift as much as you would with six reps. And because of that, it's going to be more endurance focused. Your body is going to then say, okay, I, I don't necessarily need to get stronger, but my endurance, my, the muscle's endurance needs to be better. My muscles just need to last longer. And that's different than I need to be able to recruit as many muscle fibers as possible to lift this weight. Those are two completely different things. You know, if it's, it, it, let's, let's put it in like a running perspective. It'd be like, you know, a sprinter trying to increase their volume. And the way that they do that is they just constantly increase the amount of laps that they do. They eventually turn into a long distance runner. And those are two conflicting signals, two conflicting goals, two conflicting outcomes. You know, a marathon runner or a long distance runner is going to be a horrible sprinter and a sprinter is going to be a horrible long distance runner. Okay. So eventually there's a line where, um, you get kind of conflicting signals involved. Now for most people that are just trying to build muscle, lose body fat, combination of the two, uh, I wouldn't really get anywhere higher than 15 reps if it, if it was me, uh, there's just really no need. And your, your, your program should be phased to change reps as it is. So, you know, with my clients, one of the basic programs 
well, I shouldn't say the basic programs. One of the common templates that we have in place is that, you know, phase one, you're in a relatively lower rep range and it changes from individual to individual depending on who they are, what their goals are, what they've been doing. Um, but they're in a lower rep range for phase two, for phase one. Phase two goes into a moderate rep range. Phase three goes into a moderate slash high rep range, like 12 to 15 reps. Um, the reps changing are already there. They're going to change naturally from phase to phase. So the client's responsibility is to uh, use the most amount of weight given the reps that they have for that phase. So if they have six to eight reps, they're responsible for, with good form, using as much weight as they possibly can for six to eight reps. And the next time they come to do that workout again, whether it's the same week or the next week, their goal is to set personal bests by being stronger than they were the last time. That's how they're implementing that increase in volume, that progressive overload, okay? Because I already have the reps changing in place. The sets don't really change. You know, it's either three or four. Um, but after you go from changing the weight to increase volume, I would, before changing the reps drastically, I would go to changing the sets. So, you know, maybe the first two weeks you did, uh, I shouldn't say two weeks, it doesn't last that long. The first three to four weeks you did, uh, you know, three sets. Now maybe you want to do four sets uh, and then your reps are going to increase as well. Um, just because that's going to spread those extra reps out versus putting them all in one set to where you'd be sending that endurance signal to your body versus a strength signal. You got to break it up with some rest in between and then get after it again. So <clears throat> I hope I hope that helps clear the air a little bit, but basically just, just take it as this. Increasing volume is just working to be stronger than you were given the rep range that you're in than the last time. You did 100 pounds of squats this week. Next time you go in, you're going to aim for 105. Next time you go in, you're going to aim for 110. If you have six to eight reps, that might not mean you hit eight. It might mean you, mean you hit six, but that's okay. Six to eight reps was your range. You know, maybe the next week after that, you, you do 110 pounds and you're like, I, I did six, but I think I can do seven. So you do seven and you stay within your range. And then you increase that weight as best as you can over time, over time, over time. Uh, that's going, that's, that is what's going to send a demand to your body for it to change, adapt, and uh, improve. Guys, thank you for being here uh, and thanks for listening. If you have a question that you would like to ask, find me on Instagram. My handle is Adam underscore Pullman Fit. You can submit those questions on my story every single Sunday. If you enjoy this episode, spread the love, share it with your friends and family. Let them know that this is where they can go to get their questions answered. And then if you want any more free fitness information, you can download all of it for free at PullmanFitness.com slash free. That's P-O-E-H-L-M-A-N-N fitness.com slash free. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe it is over already. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Hey, listen in. If you have a health and fitness goal that you are trying to reach, I don't know what else to say other than to say it must be a match made in heaven. If you didn't know already, Pullman Fitness exists to transform the body, mind, and spirit through personal coaching and sustainable fitness plans for any stage of life. So if you want to reach your goals, build sustainability, and enjoy life all at the same time, you guys got to check out Premier Coaching at Pullman Fitness. From custom tailored programming to 24-7 access to your personal coach, you'll have everything that you need to succeed. You guys can find out a lot more about Premier Coaching as well as our membership program at PullmanFitness.com. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, share the love by leaving a five-star review and introducing the podcast to your friends and family. As always, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, this is The podcast.